Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Start the Beat Podcast with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out my last episode with Cameron. If you are one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and I'm happy you all decided to come back. If you are new to the show, however, I'm glad you're here too. Either way, you know, please feel free to make yourselves at home, and as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. My friend Genevieve is on the show today, and I actually met her through her podcast when I was invited to record an episode. You can listen to the episode I recorded, along with a shitload of other conversations with people from all walks of life, uh, over at uh, theapcollector.net. That's the website, I'm pretty sure. I don't check my facts. I'm just going off the top of my head. So uh, we're going to talk a lot about podcasts and a podcast about podcasting. And uh, we're going to talk about some other stuff too, you know, Uh, because Genevieve is also a painter and a person who is just into a variety of creative arts. So we'll get into all sorts of other shit too. And uh, another quick plug for her is that uh, she's going to be having an art show. This Friday, you heard that? This Friday, July 25th at 7.20 Music in Lawrenceville. So uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, There's a flyer for it. I feel like I should have the flyer up. Fuck, I really don't know what I'm doing. Hold on a second. Okay, I got the flyer. The show is going to be called The Character of Living, Paintings by Genevieve Barbie. It's 720 Music Clothing and Cafe, 4405 Butler Street in Lawrenceville. You should know that. If you don't, it's Pittsburgh, PA, 15201. And uh, the opening reception is, like I said, this Friday, July 25th, 2014, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So if you can, be sure to check that out because she's awesome and her art's awesome and we're going to talk to her now. So, all right, how about I stop talking so we can do that? Just uh, sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! I don't, I record all that. Yeah. yeah, we did. I feel like there were some plot holes in our last conversation <laughs> that maybe we can pick up on. Well, do you want to fill me in? Am I going to re-interview you then? Or? No, I'm just um, kidding. I'm no. Just kidding. <laughs> no, we don't have to do that. Yeah. But, um, okay. So, I do this, basically, I'll do the <laughs> outro and intro later. And sure. I'll start this whenever it gets good. Oh, okay. And I'll end it whenever it gets bad. Okay, well, I have to leave by 7.30, so okay. hopefully it'll get good before then. Yeah, I think we'll be okay. What yeah. time is it now? It, it's We're a little good. after 6. A little after 6, yeah. okay. Okay, good. No, no, that's good. I, uh, I'm learning a lot about podcasting that maybe you might already know Okay. since you've been doing this. Yeah. One thing is recording really long episodes yes. is a nightmare because yes. editing... I never realized how long it would take to edit these things. I know. 
Isn't it amazing? You're yeah. like, it's, it's hours, hours. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's really, you know, it's definitely not just like blah, 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 blah. Mm. Then upload it. You could. Yeah. But then, I mean. There's issues with that. Yeah. And there's always somebody who wants to, like, edit something out. They're like, oh, I said something weird about my friend Jerry, and I don't want to <laughs> piss him off. And it's like, nobody cares. <laughs> I'm sure it's yeah. fine. You know, people get really freaked out. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the second episode that I did, mm-hmm. um, the first couple episodes, I was super meticulous with editing them and spent probably mm. more time than I needed to. Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted them to be really good. And I spent so much time on this and after i uploaded his episode he asked me to take it down <gasps> oh because he didn't like something that he said oh my in God. the episode yeah and i was just like no <laughs> you can just edit <laughs> and, it out well what i ended up doing was like on uh the band camp page i have mm-hmm. like the description for each episode and mm-hmm. i had him like type out this thing that was kind of like a I didn't mean to say this, but this is what I mean kind of thing. And I put that there and we were able to like work in the middle. That's cool. So it balanced out. So I'm really going to go look at that. (laughs) What did he say? Um, it was, he's a local promoter Mm. and he said something about a local venue and their tactics and how he didn't disagree, like how, or how he disagreed with it. Mm -hmm. And I felt that he was justified. Like, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but... And it's like, everybody gets worried about, like, oh, you know, I'm going to say something out of turn. And the reality is, like, like you said, everybody's able to have an opinion. And also, as long as you're not being slanderous or outright fucking rude, like... It's fine. You yeah. Know, most people are really understanding and they get it, you know? Like, and if you if you have a good relationship with that person, they're going to know that. You know what I mean? Like, that, I and if you have a problem yeah. and you're not outspoken about it your problem's always going to be a problem exactly sometimes like the solution to a problem is just telling somebody fuck you and you're wrong and then you figure your shit out (laughs) you know like how many people you know have you like met and had words with and then become closer because of it you know so once you resolve that true that so that's relationships all right Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Oh, I was going to say, I think, like, Pittsburgh is a really polite town in a weird way. And, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. I mean that it's a little passive-aggressive sometimes. <laughs> like, and and I think people get really freaked out about, like, saying something squiffified. And I'm like, it's okay. You really can't say... Like, people are pretty reasonable. Like, people don't say anything. Again, I've never had any... I actually have a release for my podcast that I have everybody sign. And yeah, yeah. There's a thing in there about it, about, like, if you say anything slanderous, like, I don't get sued for that. Honestly, like, I've never, ever, ever felt like it would ever apply. Ever. I don't think anybody's ever said anything, like, totally out of line or crazy. Have you... Oh, man, there's, a, there's like, ten different questions I want to ask you sure. that all... Involve podcasting. I'm trying to keep track of them in my head. I should take notes. That's the thing. Do you take notes? I do not. I just am really good at keeping track of stuff. Okay. All right. I got to get better at keeping track. But have you ever had any, like, awkward episodes that you've recorded or, Mm. like, things where, like, like, it was just didn't turn out how you thought it would? Well, first I should probably, like, tell people who I am. Or yeah. introduce myself. Well, I, I mean, know. I'll probably do that in the intro. Oh, okay, sure. All right, fine. Well, so yeah, um, so I, well, because within the context, I record conversations with people that do things, but also people that just have really great stories to tell. So I personally seek out people that I feel um, would 
already be really great uh, to talk to people that have something that they want to promote, you know? Yeah. Um, at the same time, that doesn't mean that there haven't been times when things are, I would never say awkward. I would say sometimes I can see that people feel uncomfortable talking in front of a microphone, but it's my job as the facilitator of the conversation to have that not appear on mic, you know? Yeah. And so, and, and like, I take that very seriously because it's people go out of their way to spend an hour, two hours with me. I want to make them feel comfortable. I want them to have a really great time. I want people to learn from the things that they have to say and that they have to share. I'm not fucking Diane Sawyer. I'm not here to ask the hard questions. Like <laughs> I just want to like learn something from people. And you know, I've been doing that since I was a baby. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's my natural inclination. I can't help it. And so the, the AP collection is really just a place that I can continue to do that and learn from the people that I talk to and, you know, just have cool conversations. When did you start doing that? So it was July 27th, uh, 2012. Okay. Because it was a week after my birthday. That's how I remember it. Happy birthday. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, your birthday's coming up. To the 20th. Yeah, I'll be 29. These episodes are usually like a month later. So it's okay. probably, this might even... <gasps> Come out on my birthday! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my birthday's really awesome. It's also the day that a uh, man landed on the moon, so I feel really cool about that. Wow. Yeah, I know. I, feel, I love it. But anyway, so uh, yeah, I... I was invited to go to a farmer's market um, to sell my artwork, and I was like, nobody's going to buy a painting at a farmer's market. Like, I just realized that very quickly. I still did it, like, one time, but, like, <laughs> it was really, like, they were there to get their vegetables and, like, maybe, like, more, like, tchotchke kind of stuff, but, like, not fine art should have had paintings of vegetables. I know, exactly. I should have done, like, instead it's, like, my work, which does not fit in. Like, all there. the, like, still life that you have left over from high school. Exactly. just laying around. That's what you should have brought. I really should have done that. That would have actually been better. And, you know, now that I think about it, if I did, and this is just me, like, ideating or whatever, but if I had, like, little square canvases and I did cutesy little things on them, I'm sure that would work. Anyway, regardless, I yeah. was like, this is not going to work. So I was like, I want to make art here. I want to use this as an opportunity to make something. So um, I started, or I made a little sign and I asked people to come and um, tell me a story. Just tell me anything, you know? And people told me all kinds of things. Like, people have always just been saying things to me. I mean, like, I can't even... I, like, I, I was talking to my partner about this. I said, you know, I, I feel that people, uh, like, w are more willing to open up to a stranger because they feel like we'll never meet again. So it's like they can kind of deposit this story with that person. And it's not even like a secret or anything bad. It's just like something that they don't really talk about with the people that they're close to, because if they do that, then they have to revisit that conversation with them. But if they do it with me, it's that one time and then that's it, you know? Mm. And so I would take the story and then I would transcribe it and I would, uh, do a little illustration and I would give it back to them. So it was like this nice little exchange and it just wasn't really like, uh, it was something I couldn't continue to do for a really long time. I wasn't super. So then I decided just to do the conversation part. And so I very quickly, uh, was able to find people that were creative and talkative. I, I started with stand-up comedians because they have to be in front of a microphone. That's where they yeah. thrive, you know? So I went to an open mic night in Lawrenceville and was like, Hey, would anybody want to come and talk to me? And they did. And that's where it started. And I did the same thing. Like I was like, over editing things and then people would be like hey you edited this thing out that I actually kind of wanted in there and I was like I'm sorry because I, I would because I would edit out things where I felt like I was talking too much or taking over the conversation okay. too much and then I, like other things that they would say would kind of get lumped in there or I thought I sounded really stupid like it was more of a vanity thing for me I guess I don't know but anyway so and then they were like you you edit out things I, I liked and I was like okay so I I actually uh I've gotten to the point now where what I do is I um, 
only edit something out if somebody really wants it, or if I really feel like what they said would not... Not be a good idea. Yeah. Like, just... And there's, like, very rare instances where that happens. People just say things, and I'm just like, I don't know if you want me to put that on the internet. Like, <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It happens. Exactly. People say, like I said, people say all kinds of weird stuff. So, uh, but honestly, that doesn't happen very often. So, like, I'll clip things out. But, like, for the most part, it's pretty much just raw because I'm lazy. I don't feel like spending five hours editing something like yeah, I did when I first time. I'm does. getting really intimidated because I'm working on a new album. And it's cool. going to get pretty serious pretty mm -hmm. soon. And I only have so much free time. And I have no idea how I'm going to balance all of this. I might have to take a break for a couple weeks. Have you taken a break? Is it okay to take a break? <laughs> well, I think... So, it's interesting you say that. Because this week is the first time I've taken a break. Oh, this really? This week I've not posted anything. I post twice a week because I'm crazy. And uh, and I just had so many conversations that I was recording. It's, it's become like an, a compulsion of mine to record chats. And I do it to the point where... I had so many that I just started doing it twice weekly. But How many episodes have you done? 117. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. I And I just counted. Like, you're asking me these at the right <laughs> time because I just counted how many episodes I had. just took my first break. And I was terrified of taking a break because I felt like that would stall out the project. So I, for two years, did never took a break. Yeah. I mean, every ho like, I didn't care if anybody was even downloading. I was like, it's Christmas Eve. Here you go. Like, here's the thing. You know, I don't care. Um, I think it's okay as long as you are very committed to the project. Like, for yeah. me, for me, it was about making art. And, and that's, that's what I do when I have conversations with people. That's what I see it as. Um, so, and it was really to prove to myself that I could stick with something. And so I'm, I take that very seriously. Yeah. And so, yeah. But the reason I had to take a break this time, uh, we had uh, pretty much a technical issue that we just couldn't avoid. And so I was like, you know what? Well, I know I'm coming back. Like, there's no sure. stalling out at this point. Like, and, and it was sort of like the power is just kind of aligned. And I was like, I also have a lot of work that I'm doing. Um, so I was like, I feel like the universe is telling me to take a break. So this week is just our off week and then we start back up on July 1st. Yeah. So, yeah. I Whenever I start something, I like to commit to it. And yeah. I hate, like, not following through. It's for my... It's totally, like, selfish. Nobody's paying attention. There's not going to be one person that's like, oh, Brian didn't post this link. That guy's You'd an asshole. You'd be surprised, though, when maybe, people get into something. They yeah, get into maybe. It. I don't know. But, but you're... This is the 16th episode that I've recorded. Yeah. Sweet 16. Yes. That's so cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so hopefully it works out and mm -hmm. I don't have to take a break, maybe. Yeah. If if what I'm trying now is I'm starting to realize that I was over editing things. Uh-huh. Hopefully I'm backing it off on these next couple episodes, yeah. trying to record shorter, do mm -hmm. less editing, and mm -hmm. if it takes up less time, then it won't be a problem. And you'd be amazed, like people you'd be amazed what you cut out as the things that people really like. Like, I listen to a fuck ton of podcasts. Like, I actually really don't listen to a lot of music at all, and I've said this a million times on my own podcast, but, like, I, uh, I've been listening to public radio since I was a child, like, falling asleep listening to the BBC, like, the World Service. Um, I love hearing people talk, and I've been listening to books on tape since I was tiny, so, I, actually, my mom listened to books on tape while she was pregnant with me, so, like, it's been forever that I listen to people talk. Um, and I love listening to things that I think... 
I think people think the podcasting has to be slicker than what it really is. It can just be really fucking real. Like you can have shit in the background or record something on your iPhone or go yeah. climb a fucking mountain and have wind. And it doesn't matter. Like I love that atmosphere. It's like I'm there with them, you know, like in, in you know, there's something about listening to that. That's yeah. amazing. There's a, I try my best to at least get the audio somewhat clean, but sure. you could always hear traffic. My, I, uh, I did a podcast with my uncle mm-hmm. who lives right outside of Times Square. Oh, cool. And we did it in his apartment. Oh, yeah. And there's like ambulances and stuff going yeah. by. So it was it was awesome. And I didn't even care. It was just like... You're in New York City. That's yeah. part of the environment. Yeah. You know? The first one conversations I had, because I didn't want to... I was like weird about recording at my house at first. Because I'm a girl and whatever. I don't know. Like, I, I, shouldn't be, <laughs> I shouldn't be worried. But like, and actually, I really wasn't that worried. But my partner was a little worried. And he was like, if I'm not there, I don't know. Like, you know, and I was like, Oof. anyway. Um, so I did it out in the field and it actually, I, I would pick up all kinds of stuff. In the field? Stuff. Yeah, in the field. Well, oh. so like, like re- in like the back of a restaurant, like I, okay. I in the back of Hambones. So oh, oh, you mean like the, on the field, like in the yeah, streets. Yeah, exactly. In the streets. I was thinking like a field. Like yeah, I would just like you had field. A, a special field. It's my special field. Like sat in like Arsenal Park and just... <laughs> We're just gonna sit in the middle of the baseball field. Yeah, that's gonna be. But I have done that too. Like I'll uh, I'll go to shows and stuff, and I'll just like whip out my phone and just be like, "Hey, talk to me about what you just did or what we're looking at or what we're doing." And I've recorded in broom closets next to like cleaning supplies. I've recorded, actually, when I was like full episodes. Yeah, yeah. Like just sat for like half an hour and just like talk to somebody and be like, "Let's do this." I mean, when you get into a conversation, you get into a conversation, and as long as people have wine, they'll sit there forever. So that's good advice. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's amazing. Like, and I, I, I treat it as kind of like almost like a ceremony, you know, cause I have like my setup and then I always make sure I have coffee or something available. And, you know, I try to make it real. Cause again, they're taking time out of their day yeah. to come all the way across town to sit in my fucking house. So I, I really want people like to enjoy the experience. So, you know, cause it's supposed to be enjoyable. So, and I'm enjoying myself. You're doing a very good job. Thank you. <laughs> I've I always felt like I was had an issue mm. with talking to people. Mm. It's gotten better over the years, but I was super awkward growing up. Aww. I moved around a lot, like from school to school to school, and I uh, I don't know. I was bad at making friends. I'd like, but at the same time, I didn't really like want friends. Mm. I don't know. I was just like a weird loner, only child kid, playing Lone video wolf. games. And, yeah listen to music and I liked weird stuff and you know I, don't, I just had a hard time and as I got older that kind of fixed itself mm-hmm. you I met other weirdos because I started going to the mall and you know <laughs> it all it balanced out yeah yeah but uh and then getting into music mm-hmm. was when like it became the hardest but when I like grew the most I think as a person cause it's you have to talk to promoters you have to talk to fans you have to talk to other bands mm-hmm. and it was really weird because I got into, I started doing shows a lot as a solo rapper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, mean, I was like a weird, white, alternative looking guy that wants to play hip hop shows. I don't know anybody. I'm way outside of my element. Yeah. But it worked out yeah. over time and I've gotten better at talking to people. But in formats like this, mm-hmm. like whenever I did the episode with you, yeah. I was like, I don't know how that went. In retrospect, listening to it, it went fine. Yeah. But I was so stressed about it. I was like, I need to talk to people more and end up starting the podcast. Now, here I we think are. That's awesome. I think that's really cool. And I think, so for me, you know, it, I felt like it was my strongest ability and I just wanted to kind of like, you know, continue to sort of hone it, I guess. And for you, it's like this like challenge that you want to, you know, give to yourself and break through. I think that's really admirable. That's cool. Yeah. It's been really 
awesome because I talk to a lot of other people that are doing music uh, that are in their mid to late twenties mm -hmm. that have like other things of life kind of creeping in mm. and it's like getting harder to justify this like desire to create mm -hmm. when you have uh, all these other distractions and it's real easy to get super negative like why am I still doing this but when you like realize that all these other people are like it I can like pull positive things out of everybody's mindset and it's actually made me feel a lot better yeah. about everything so, have you ever been to therapy before? No. Okay, I have. Um, I uh, I have like a very mild version of OCD. Like that's uh, it's just like these kind of very intrusive thoughts. You know, like I'll just uh, it's all it's always been that way. Like I've always been a, like a slightly anxious person. Okay. And yeah, I can relate. Yeah. So and and with OCD, like you know, you'll just like they call them like what what is my therapist calling? Calls them like fizzy thoughts. They just kind of bubble up to the top and and it's like ridiculous things like uh you know this painting is garbage or you know just like stupid stuff it doesn't make any sense that. yeah <laughs> don't diagnose yourself go see so no. yeah so <laughs> it's just it sounds familiar you <laughs> could put it that way well and it's something that like you know i got panic attacks and stuff as a kid like okay. hardcore like bad panic attacks and like um i haven't had one in a really long time like i'm very like you know i've i've uh, been treated for a long time and like I'm, I'm good like and very happy but I it's something that um, like with with anxiety and kind of with uh, those things there is that negative bent like the way I see it it's sort of like your thoughts become they can kind of be, go into a prism and become myriad colors right and sometimes those colors are darker scarier sure, sure. you know than than others and uh, yeah, it's one of those things where I fight that all the time, like the negative aspect of like you know, doing a creative thing. But as much as, and I'm not, I'm not saying that that when life gets in the way of things, that that I understand how that happens for people. But I do think that real, the people that are truly committed to the arts, that that are truly committed to, to creation, um, you make around that you yeah. know like you and and we all do that differently you know i know artists that have kids i know artists that yeah, have struggled like with a ton of shit you know like with real fucking world shit yeah um and you just you can't not do it like yeah. like i said like now for me recording and painting it's a compulsion like i can't not do it it's one of my i'm my happiest and it's mm -hmm. you know when everything you know when i feel centered and happy totally and... yeah if i if i start anything i have a really hard time stopping it yeah like a Ooh. you're interrupting an episode <laughs> what's up hi sorry for the interruption guys hey am i on right now yeah, yeah. where's stan i want to see stan again he's uh loafing okay <laughs> okay two things mm -hmm. did you grow up in pittsburgh no okay I don't, we'll just leave that there. I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll come back to it. Okay. But um, we were talking about the compulsion and art yeah. and things. And what I wanted to eventually get to is I wanted to talk more about painting and yeah. how you got into that. Totally. Where that's at. Because that was the one thing I think when we talked before, because mm -hmm. I don't paint as much as I used to mm -hmm. by any means, but we didn't get into any art. We just kind of talked a lot about more of the music stuff uh, that I did. Uh -huh. Let's talk about some art. Okay. How'd sweet. you get into painting? Uh, so when I was really little, uh, 
I, my grandfather actually had this little exercise where he would turn like these numbers into pictures and I loved it. I thought it was so great. And I, uh, did you ever read Highlights Magazine? Mm -mm. Um, it's the best. And so <laughs> it really was. And, uh, they had a thing in the, like in the N word, like kids could submit their drawings. So I submitted a drawing of a lobster and I was like, I don't know, four or five and they put it in the magazine. You wow. Know? It was really neat. I, I feel it's one of my major accomplishments in life. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so so I've been drawing since forever, and I've been painting just as long. Like, it's always been something. Again, it's I can't help but do it. Like, um, I, I love how it challenges me. I love how it frustrates me. I love how into it I get. It's like, I don't know, like, last night I was up till almost, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, like, just working and, you know... I can't help. What do you mainly it. work in now? The one, the, the types of painting that are, that everybody hates, which is oil. I love oil. It's yeah. It's I, I can never, I can never get down with oil. It's not that hard. That's the thing. Is well, it like, I, it's really I don't, I don't, I'm not like outspoken against oil. Yeah. I used oils like once in high school mm -hmm. and I just didn't like it. And then yeah. that was it. It's like, you know, the kid that tries Brussels sprouts when he's four and then he's yeah. 28 years old and still says he hates Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe oils are fine. I just... Well, I, so I started, I went to an art high school where I grew up. I, I know that we said we come back to that, but it's kind of all related. So. Well, it's a good time. Where'd right. you grow up? I, I grew up in Chesapeake, Virginia, which okay. nobody's ever heard of it. It's not on the bay. Fuck. It's not on the bay, you guys. It's inland. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's, uh, if you, I actually grew up very close to the Great Dismal Swamp. <laughs> Is, is that a thing? That is a fucking thing. It is a real thing. Is it a tourist attraction? Um, no, I wouldn't call it that. Is there t-shirts? No, I don't You can't go to that. Virginia and get a Dismal Swamp t-shirt? You can't until... You know what? I'm making one. I'm serious. I'm going to go home and I'm going to design the Great Dismal Swamp t-shirt. It's going to be awesome. So, for sale on apcollector.net. So, by the for time sale. this goes up... I'm on medium. Right here. Exactly. So I... I can I, print them for you. Oh my God. I would love that. Seriously. Okay. okay. I'm doing this. Okay. Like I have Illustrator at home. I'm making this shit work. Cool. Um, so yeah, the Chesapeake is um, kind of the middle of nowhere. Like it, when, when I was growing up there, it was very rural and now it's just a big suburb of Norfolk. But they and, had an art school? So I actually went to Governor's School for the Arts, which... So where I grew up, there's Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Isla White, Suffolk, Franklin... Uh, Chesapeake, Newport News, and Portsmouth. Oh God, I can't believe I just rattled all of those off. That's a lot. Yeah, so those towns all sent, uh, were all able to send their kids from public school to the Governor's School of the Arts, which was in Norfolk. So it was, and when I was there, it was at Old Dominion University and Norfolk State University. So when I was 15, I applied and I got in and I, um, you know, went to art school at college half of the day. Okay. So like half the day was regular high school. And then I would take a bus into Norfolk and I would do that. And like kids would, and you had to be in public school to do it. You could not, you know, and also kids were coming from everywhere. You have no idea how far Franklin is. It's really far from Norfolk. That was, yeah. I had a, uh, a, in high school, I did a similar mm -hmm. thing that was in a Boyce's uh, community college. Okay, cool. And there was kids from like four or five different school districts. At yeah. All went there and it was more like it wasn't really for all the kids that did art but it wasn't an art school it was like mm. an alternative school for fuck-ups <laughs> basically <laughs> that are kind of like it's supposed to like help guide you on the path to like yeah go to school afterwards because you could take like some like really like you could get like college credits on top of your high school credits there it's kind of like yeah 
Supposed, I, I only went because some girl that I dated went there. <laughs> That's the only reason I went. And I was worried about her going to a school and talking to other dudes. <laughs> oh. Right? Yeah, I just, That's I, the smart 16-year-old decision I made. But it ended up being okay. It wasn't too bad. I, I, I just applied, and I um, I went with a bunch of other... I met some amazing people. Um, There's actually... If you know... If you've ever watched that show... Oh, God damn it. It's called, like, Happy Endings, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was on... It, it got canceled. Anyway, there's a guy on that that went to that school. And there's also... If you ever saw the movie... um, uh, The movie adaptation of Phantom of the Opera, the guy who played Gaston, he also went to the GSA. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I... Yeah, it's like a thing. And there's also, like, a bunch of people that, like, went on to go, um, to performing arts school and, like, go to Broadway and shit like that. So, like, there's... Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's the, that's the point. I mean, that's what it's for. Like, it's not... It's not meant for people just <laughs> to, to, like... To get out of Virginia. Well, pretty much. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's weird because, like, there's some people I know... Like, my brother also went, and now he's in New York, and he, he's a lighting designer there. Excellent. Um, yeah, so it's, like... Um, there's, there's a lot of really talented people that went through there, but th that's the point. You apply to get in so, and you have to be good enough. And then, you know, you hopefully build that skill and take it onto the world. Not to say though, that, I mean, there was one girl I went to school with that I think all she's really doing is like, I think she's like a realtor and has kids, you know? So that's, that's the thing too. That's the thing too. That's what she wants to do, you know? But, uh, it's amazing. Um, it was a really great opportunity. It's why I got into CMU. It's why I'm in Pittsburgh. Um, and then I guess like, I, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like I, I love Pittsburgh. I love being here, but I'm kind of starting to wonder like, you know, uh, what kind of other opportunities are out there, you know, like, I don't know. I don't want to leave Pittsburgh at all, but I'm just wondering, like, I love the art scene here. Um, and I love, I just love this t area, but like, sometimes I feel like there's just certain work that you can't get here or like people like, for instance, I was, I was talking about my friend with this last night. He was like, yeah, his uh, girlfriend is a painter and she was like, she got onto some website that is this, it's called like buy some fucking art.com or something. And her painting sold and she inflated the price and it sold for that, like within minutes. Whereas she's had a show around here where people haggle the price with her. Weird. Yeah. It's kind of so, rude. I know. Like I, and so I just, I wonder like sort of what the, what the cultural or literacy is around like paintings yeah. and you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think people, I don't think people realize how much they need art in their life. Like, and it's weird to me that like, sometimes it's almost like broken into these factions of like, well, I do this kind of art and it's different from this. And it's like, that's fine. It's all great. And that's what the AP collection is about. It's about bringing everybody together and being like, we're all creative people. Like, let's fucking talk about that. And let's highlight what is actually happening here in Pittsburgh. Sure. It's, it's here. It's happening. Things are doing stuff. I know there's so much that's going on and so much that I miss because I'm so caught up in in the music scene mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I spent a large amount of time caught up in these like really small like niche niche yeah niche. yeah how do you pronounce that word niche I say niche, niche. yeah niche. I say so niche. people pronounce it we'll say niche because yeah. that's how we're talking about now but these small niches of people that mm -hmm. it's like these small clusters and I'm involved in a couple different things so I hop around from cluster to cluster mm -hmm. and I get kind of an idea of the big picture because of that mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, I could be flipping through the city paper and see things for more art as far as like paintings mm -hmm. and things go, like yeah. galleries. And I don't know anything about it because I stopped painting super, super hardcore maybe like 10 years ago. Mm. And I still, every now and then I do something. But I mean, when I got into music, because that was like the, what I loved the most, mm -hmm. I just stopped painting as much. Yeah. And now I got sucked into this music thing. But I wonder like what 
what could be out there. I know things are happening. I just don't know people that are involved in it. It's a tough game no matter what you're in, you know, like whether it's music or something else, it's always a hustle, you know, getting your stuff out there and getting it in front of people. Yeah, and... I, mean, I, I want to, uh, the music's what I want to push the most. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't done a new painting in a really long time. Yeah. I still like it, but obviously I don't like it enough because I'm doing other things that I like more and there's only so much time for so much. Yeah. No, yeah. You have to like put yourself on a life diet at some point and it's true. Cut some cut something out. That's just something that I don't say that it, I don't say that I quit. I always say that I still call myself a painter cuz I know one day I'll get back into it and I will do it. It's usually something people do when they get older and you know, they want to like go and I, I'm not knocking that. I think that's perfectly oh, yeah. fine. Um, I just think, like, there's... I just know so many painters in town that are so fucking talented. And, like, sell work. Like, sell well. But, like, it's not enough, you know? Like, it's not enough to do it 100%. You know, so you gotta do other stuff to kind of make up for it. Like, I also do ghost tours. So, oh. for, for Haunted Pittsburgh tours. HauntedPittsburghTours.com. It's awesome. <laughs> um, so, so every Saturday I go up onto Mount Washington and I tell ghost stories. And it's the best. Do you really, do you believe in ghosts? I do not. Okay. Um, and I say that, well, okay. Here's the thing. I say that, but at the same time, I've had some pretty freaky experiences. Like, so, I, I mean, I don't know. You see, that's my thing, is I, I'm like fucked up in the sense that I want ghosts to be real. Yeah. I want paranormal things to be real because the world would be a lot more interesting to me if yeah. it was. Sure. But I've just never had these experiences. Yeah. And it's really hard for me to believe in it. And I know some people that swear by it. Mm. I've met people that say, you know, things happen in their house or this happened when they were growing up. And I don't, I mean, it's, it hasn't happened to me. And and, you know, I get people on the tour that, that tell me stories, and I believe them. I absolutely believe them. To, but I don't, like, I guess whatever it is that is out there, I we don't understand enough about it to call it one thing. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, like, that's why I'm just like, like, no, I don't believe in, like, you know, like, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, that kind of thing, or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I think, like I, like I said, I've had some pretty weird experiences. A lot of people that come on the tour have had very intense experiences. What I really love about doing the stories is that it's, um, they're good stories. They're interesting. They're, you learn a lot about Pittsburgh. Um, and you learn a lot about our history, just as the steel town, et cetera. Um, and they're creepy. Like, there's a couple stories there that are really creepy. And it doesn't matter if you believe in it. They're entertaining. They're fun. Sure. Like, you know, I, and and I I really enjoy that. And they, they do a really good job to, like, you know, uh, we have a downtown tour, uh, a Mount Washington tour. And uh, then also an Oakland one. But I don't know if that one started up yet. But it's so fun. And it's like... and. You, uh, the one on Mount Washington, I think is the best just because the view is amazing, and I do it, of course. So yeah, but the one downtown, <laughs> but the one downtown is also amazing. Um, and actually, I work with a guy who uh, his name's Hayden, and he is the best storyteller ever. He's so fucking good. And sorry, are we allowed to swear it and ask? Totally. Okay, I figured. I didn't. <laughs> but uh, but he's so talented. He's an amazing storyteller. I mean, and he's very theatrical. And he actually has like a lot of ties to some of the stories. Like uh, we we have stories uh, where we talk about the homestead strikes. 
Um, and he, he has like a family, a distant, you know, ancestor that actually participated in the strike, you know, it's amazing. And it's so interesting. So everybody should go check it out. It's so fun. Hauntedpittsburghtourist.com. I love it. And I love telling the stories. I love telling them. It's a, we had a, I, my first tour this season, we had a group of Girl Scouts and there's one story that we have, and I'm not giving anything away because you have to pay the $18 and come on my tour. Um, and 15 for downtown for, but to get, we take the incline up. So that's, that's why the one on Mount Washington is more expensive. What if you have a bus pass? Uh, well, I don't know. Nobody's ever, nobody's ever brought that up. They don't pay for me because I have a bus pass, so I can just show my bus pass. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, so the, I had a, a group of, uh, Girl Scouts and they were so great. And I told a story that involved a young woman and a cell phone and the look on their, they were so freaked. The one girl, like after I finished the story, her face got all red. Like she was just like, oh my gosh, she got so creeped out. And I was like, I'm so sorry. It's okay. You know, like it was so weird. Was it kind of like um, rewarding though? You're doing your doing your job well oh it's absolutely rewarding but at the yeah. same time i also this poor child i was like <laughs> terrified i'm like i'm so sorry but and, you know i laughed it off like i try to bring humor into it too because you know like it's fun so it's, it's supposed to be fun it doesn't and like we have people that are like very skeptical and, da -da -da, and i'm like kick back relax like you don't have to believe in ghosts to go on the tour just have fun like yeah. that's what it's for and learn something so and i think i'm pretty goddamn entertaining so i really <laughs> it. so i will yeah. definitely check it out yeah you paint in oil i do let's go back to that okay we yeah, got like absolutely. way off track we went from who cares yeah, it's whatever. whatever it's just a conversation yeah, yeah um so painting in oil i um i first started actually not as a painter i started as a printmaker at a governor's school and i would do like monotype and uh serigraphy and which is screen printing um and so i'm very familiar with all those processes and I remember like being in the like monotype ink it's very similar to oil paint like I'm not going to go into all of that it's being too nerdy but um in order to clean it you use mineral spirits like which is what you use to thin oil paint yeah and so like I remember like as like a 15 16 year old like washing my hands with mineral spirits like sure. scrubbing out all this stuff horrible I mean, my hands in the winter would just crack and uh -huh. so dry like just poison poison everywhere uh -huh. and um and i finally started painting seriously actually like my senior year of college like so for i consider myself a hardcore printmaker all the way like intaglio lithography uh screen printing all of that's what like alternative processes that's what i was interested in uh but I realized very quickly that it's extremely difficult to maintain a practice unless you spend a lot of money on a press, which is what I would want to do. Yeah. And I didn't want to teach. So I, you know what I mean? Like I was like, I need to find another medium. And so, um, and also I kind of, as much as I wasn't crazy about it in college, I, I started learning more about using things like InDesign and Illustrator and all of that. Uh, and I was like, I think this is where I want to go now. And so oil is just a way to kind of stay connected to printmaking in a weird way. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's not difficult at all. It's amazing. It's like, it's a lot like watercolor. It's all about layers. That's really all it is. I had a, a kind of an opposite from you. Really? What happened was <laughs> I did a ton of like drawing and painting mm -hmm. and then graffiti stuff all oh, throughout cool. high school. Yeah. And then I got out of it, but because of doing music, mm -hmm. I started uh, needing to do like graphic design mm -hmm. and layouts because I have a control issue. Yeah. And I, uh, <laughs> I like the way you say that. I have a <laughs> control issue. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like putting things into other people's hands. There was a couple 
circumstances where I ask somebody to like, you know, do a t-shirt design for me if you can, mm -hmm. or, you know, have somebody film a video for me. And it's, I hate the process of having other people in control because they don't like do it fast enough. And when I get it, I feel like I could have done that better. So it was like, okay, well, I'm going to do my own t-shirts. I'm going to design my own CDs, mm -hmm. buy a camera. I'm going to film my own music videos, which I do. I do everything myself. That's awesome. But I kind of did a reverse thing now though, because I started learning Photoshop in high school and mm -hmm. things like that. And mm -hmm. then ended up getting into screen printing and stuff now, mm -hmm. which is what I do for work mm -hmm. on top of stuff for like my bands and things. So it's kind of, I went from painting into more of, like what you started with and you kind yeah. of like the reverse. Yeah, it's weird. Well, I mean, I think also you have to, you got to eat. And so, um, you know, I learned InDesign many years ago, um, just actually at a job that wasn't a particularly creative one. And, but they had like a newsletter and I wanted to do something. And so, because when I graduated from college, I was broke as fuck. I had a lot of student debt. Sure, and so sure. I was like, I got a job um, as a admin assistant. And so I did, I worked on this newsletter with InDesign and I would like do all these like little graphics and cool stuff. And I think they look terrible now that I look back at it. I'm like, I was the worst at this. I put like drop shadows behind like scripty <laughs> fonts and oh man, it was so bad. But I'm still really proud because I learned a lot of shit, you know, like I learned a lot about you know, how to use InDesign properly. And InDesign is amazing. And I just got back from a conference about InDesign and it was outstanding. I learned so much. So you can do anything with that program uh, with, you know, in regards to layout and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, so, and then Illustrator is the same thing. Like uh, somebody was like, I want to do, I need a beer label. And I was like, I, I'll do it. <laughs> saying yes to everything and like not really knowing how to do it. Like I actually drew something and scanned it in and then into Illustrator. And then I yeah. realized later I was like, that's, you can build that in Illustrator. Especially what I drew. I was like, I could have easily built that in Illustrator. And I sat down for like five hours and just taught myself how to use it. And I was like, all right, done. Sweet. Next project. <laughs> so I, uh, I was having this thought. I, um, well, this is, this is something that I've talked to a couple people and this has come up. Not necessarily on the podcast, just mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. One circumstance on an episode. But people that I know who are creative and do creative things, but mm -hmm. they keep it completely separate from their normal life. Mm. And it, like, I think it, they're, they're a lot less stressed than some other people that I know, it seems. Because, like, I know a girl who paints and sells artwork, mm -hmm. but doesn't put it under her name. Oh, okay. And typically doesn't... Um, I did that for a while. Typically doesn't, like, promote it on her Facebook and yeah. things like that. Like, people know that she paints, but she doesn't do anything. Like, yeah. She doesn't really, like, advertise it. And she was saying that she does this because she doesn't feel obligated to do it as a person. Yeah. Which is how I feel sometimes when it comes to, like, music or this podcast. I feel mm -hmm. obligated as Brian Howe that I'm not putting out product because people know me for my art and if i'm not mm. doing anything i feel like i'm being a loser whereas if i just was putting all this stuff out inconspicuously i would always be able to do it at my leisure mm -hmm. and it wouldn't become so stressful thing. because all of this stuff i started because it was fun mm -hmm. and you really need to remind yourself of that a lot because yes as you get older and you start taking it more seriously mm -hmm. 
a lot of the fun kind of, it's still fun but in a different way well i what i do is and i actually i really want to get this tattooed somewhere on me because i really and i normally am not like that i, I have tattoos but like i don't and I, I see it more like collecting art but i really feel strongly about this i want to get a, a venn diagram and it's gonna um feature like things that uh, i have like uh, what is it control over things you don't have control over and like in the center it's like you know the time to like manage it I have the like little graphic on there I can share it to you but okay. I'm not like illustrating it correctly but it pretty much is just like there's only so much that you can deal with you know what I mean there's only so much that you can and not even just like time in the day but also just physically handle you know there's only so much that you can worry about yeah and so you have to you have to just find that balance and and that and it's so fucking easy to say that it is so hard to actually oh, yeah. do that it's so hard to actually do that yeah. It's hard for me because a lot of my obligations and things that I like to do mm -hmm. involve other people's expectations. Mm -hmm. So, and I always have to cut something out, which means I'm always like letting a friend down. Mm. Yeah. I, I have to say like when it comes, like I, I per have this thing about expectation, like where I it, now, okay, I need to, like, be careful how I say this, because I don't mean this in regards to, like, like, you know, when I say I don't believe in expectations, I don't mean that to say, like, people should just do what they want and anarchy everywhere. I don't mean that. What I mean is that sometimes I feel like it's easy as a creative to feel like you have to do something for somebody and that and they always kind of say like oh it's a great opportunity for you to show off your art or whatever what that means is that you're doing something and you're not getting paid for it or yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and 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 i find um that it's not the amount of content it's the quality of your content and to me quality means that you are passionate about uh, what you're putting out there. Like my, my recordings are rough sometimes, you know, but I'm very, I'm okay with that quality of product. Cause it's real. It's real. It's a real conversation between two people, um, with, yeah. with my paintings. Like I am not, I am not a realist, you know, I'm sort of this weird kind of mixture of uh, personally. Okay. I, I'll be honest. I consider my, I, I, I'm a big fan of the Fauvists, which are not, it's not really a movement anymore or anything. It was like kind of a while ago, but, um, but I love bright color. I love portraiture. I love kind of bringing the essence of somebody into a piece together. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I don't do commission work, you know, but I get paid for that. Like there's expectation there. Do you have a hard time with commission work? Um, I Does it depend on the person? No, I, I think... So I'm actually working on a commission right now um, that's really straightforward. So if anything, you know, of course, of course, every creative has this little voice in their head that's like, is this good enough? Are they going to like this? Or da, da 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 I don't have control over what people think about my work. I have no control over, you know, anything other than putting my work out there and, and making sure that I'm okay with putting it out there. Yeah. That's all I have control over. Um, and so I fulfilled those commitments. Those are the only, the only expectations I, I would say that I keep are really to myself. And then obviously, you know, like my, I live up to the expectation that my partner doesn't think I'm going to cheat on him or <laughs> that my boss is going to expect me to show to work every day. You know, that kind those sort of things, yeah. obviously, obviously, but like, but out, but when it comes to my art career, like I am so focused on you know, fulfilling my own expectations outside of anything else. And, and if somebody's hiring me to do a painting, it's because they know that I can paint and they like it. So yeah, kind of know what they're going to do. I was, was going to ask you. Yeah. I uh, was talking about this with my friend, John, 
who does a lot of um, stuff for bands. Mm -hmm. And I had this issue too, because I went through a phase where I was doing a lot of graphic design work mm -hmm. and art for bands as well. Don't yeah. do it anymore because it's a fucking nightmare. The, well, because yeah. this is what happens is it's cool if somebody commissions you to do something because they want your style. Yeah, for sure. But sometimes, do you ever come into the situation where somebody just wants a piece of art, but they want it their way so much that they're mm -hmm. not coming to you for your style. They're just coming to you because you paint and they assume that you can just paint whatever. Like, yeah. And I think that's, I think that's more common than not. I, I, I and I, so it's so interesting to me because usually if somebody like wants a piece of work that you, you, if they like your work, they're going to buy your work. Right. Um, if they're coming to you for something really specific that, you know, you haven't already created, then you do kind of have to challenge yourself and live up to it. And I, I'm kind of into that. I like that. Like that, that pushes me. Like I'm not just making the same thing all the time. Do you? Yeah. Do you have like a particular style that you go for? Or do you like to just jump around? I kind of jump around a little bit. Like, okay. cause I, so I, I do have a, a, a pretty just, I think I have a distinct hand. I think I have a distinct mark. Um, I think everybody does. Um, I mean, look at people's handwriting. That's a distinct mark. Um, I personally love, I, I, it's so funny because in college I was like, no color, black and white only. And now I love color. I have color every pink and orange. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Um, and so I like a lot of very kind of almost like clashy, weird colors. Sure. Um, like when I paint somebody, you know, I, I make them look like them, but their clothes, oh, that, that's going to go crazy. I'm going to do all kinds of weird stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. it's not going to look the same. And I also, I do these kind of like weird color outlines on things that are like supposed to be kind of shadows, but really they're just like these like fun splashes of color. That's the thing people don't really realize. And that's why they hire you as an artist is that they don't understand how you're putting this thing together. And that as the artist, that's your job to they don't need to think about it. They yeah. just look at it and they go, this is awesome. Yeah, you know, I, that's the goal. <laughs> I love working with really crazy colors. And I think mm -hmm. it all stemmed from getting into graffiti. Yeah. Because it was color, 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 yeah. color so much. At least totally. the stuff that I did. Sure. So when I like grew up a little bit mm -hmm. and stopped doing graffiti, but still continue to try to do art, it mm -hmm. was always very, very bright. Yeah. It's awesome. And like, I, I've also gotten into gold recently. Like okay. I really, I don't know why, but like I, I got this gold marker that I'm just like using on everything and like framing everything in gold or for no reason. Like, cause, cause so I, I went through this phase, um, in, in high school, I was all about doing really awesome, like uh, figure drawing. Like I there was never a figure drawing class that I did not take. Like I loved it. Um, and so I got very good at it and then I decided probably like early college, I wanted to deconstruct the figure into kind of these like little character -y sort of things. And so I did those. And now I'm sort of this weird in between of like kind of this deconstructed figure, but with a figure. Um, I know this is so fascinating. It sounds so no, it's <laughs> but, but it's, um, it's sort of a, it's surreal because I, I'm also a huge fan of the impressionists. Um, sure. They were the first artists to actually paint light the way that light is perceived and not huh. like this, uh, like trying to capture this photorealistic look. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't really, photography was still kind of a baby at that point too, but, um, uh, I, I love that. I also love the Van Eycks because they're so surreal and weird. 
Um, that's, that's like Flemish painters from like, I think it's the 16th century, I want to say, um, 16th or 17th century. And so, yeah, like I, 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 my work is like a mishmash of all, like the color of the Fovis, like the breaking down of things and of light, uh, the way the, the impressionists and then the f weird, freaky kind of drawn out, almost, um, alien-like figures yeah. of the, of the Van Eyck's. My, so. my issue is that when I was painting the most, mm -hmm. that's when I was into graffiti. Yeah. So I had like, okay, like a solid thing that I'm doing. I'm doing yeah. this graffiti thing and then weird little characters. And then I branched out and tried to expand upon the weird little mm -hmm. characters, alien monsters, mm -hmm. deformed people. Cool. And now I'm in this thing where I don't want to, I don't really want to paint any of that stuff. I feel like I've done it. I don't want to yeah. continue. And I don't know what to paint. So I it's know. like the desire's there, but yeah. I just don't have anything. I get like that sometimes to like yeah. create. Yeah, I started a canvas uh, right before when right when we were moving into this house actually yeah. because all of my music equipment and records everything was packed up. I had nothing to do but I had a canvas. Yeah. So like that's cool. It's it's just an outline of the Mona Lisa, but like the Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and it looks awesome, but so I, cool. but now it's like, well, I don't know how I want to, what medium I want to approach this in. Do I want to do it? I, I do a lot of mixed medium. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so it'll be like a mixture of spray paint markers, cool. acrylics, like yeah. maybe I'll like, like use like adhesive glue and like glue, like weird paper for textures to certain parts totally. and like That's all awesome. kinds of crazy stuff. And I just don't know how to. So now I just look at it. It's like when I do laundry, it's right there in the ah! basement. It's like, well, I, I, yeah, I still don't know how and to. I've had that moment. Like, and I, like, I'll do something where I will have to kind of kick myself in the ass and just go for it. You know, like I also have, um, uh, like I'll do that too. Like I'll sit down and be like, I don't know what I want to paint. And then like the other day I had that. So I had, when do you, do you think this will come up before the 25th of July? I don't know. If it does, uh, you know, might as well. I actually have a show at 720 Records on Butler Street in oh, Lawrenceville. Cool. Yeah, so it's 4405 Butler Street. Um, so so <laughs> I was like, oh, God, you know, now I definitely have to finish all the, like, 10 million paintings I have upstairs. And, like, some of it is, um, like, really very, well, some of it's my portraiture, which is realistic-ish as realistic as I get. And then some of it's just fucking weird stuff. Just weird, weird, weird. Like these, uh, like I, I have these four panels and they each are sort of like these expectations of women. And it's about sort of like my work, gets a little twisted and dark, so okay, cool. it's going to get a little weird. Uh, so like, there's like an image of like this very young kind of perfect little girl, um, you know, kind of in this fantasy world. And then like next to her is like this disgusting creature, which is sort of like her having grown up and like, she's become, you know, she, she she can't handle how much she hates herself, like things mm. like that. And then like I have one where this woman, I love this painting so much, even though it's so bad. Um, it's like this guy is being like a real asshole or whatever. And this girl is just like, she's like a, a, a drink that she's like toasting like up in the air, but she's just vomiting everywhere. And like, just kind of this like idea of like what sexy and pretty is and how we judge each other and all this kind of weird stuff. I know that. Sounds that, awesome. Oh, uh, thank you. No, I, I'm I, really I, excited. <laughs> I have a, I have a song that's like in a similar fashion to what you're painting. Well, and the, maybe we can move the, yes. 
maybe we can do something cool. That would be cool. Yeah. No, I, I don't know what exactly, but well, the I love collaborating, and actually, I have a poet coming over tomorrow. I'm really excited. But yeah, so uh, with doing this, like, I I also wanted I have these paintings that I'm gonna sell like for a good price. Uh, but then I was like, I want something smaller since I'm in a retail store. Something smaller that people will be like. So I saved a bunch of these like juice containers. They're like a glass. They're like the nice ones from Whole Foods. And uh, I'm gonna, I potted plants inside of them. And so I have like little flowers growing. And on the outside, I've painted little paintings on the front oh. of them. Yeah. So I was like, this is really cute. And so I was like, what am I gonna paint on these little things? I don't so know what to do. So this is like all over the place. It's so all over the place. And so I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do on this. And then I was like, I'm gonna paint a little goth girl. And so I painted this like goth girl. And I don't know. I just love her. She's just so cute. I actually posted a picture of her on Instagram. Like, just, she's just like crossing her little legs. And she has like all these pretty flowers and stuff around her. And like, she's a little fun goth awesome. girl. Awesome. Yeah. I, last art show I was in was maybe two years ago. Okay. At the Shadow Lounge. Cool. Rest in peace. Oh, but it's now, it's the Phoenix Rising now over on, uh, what's it on, Craig? It's, yeah. it's now Ava and something else. Mm -hmm. Isn't Ava and Shadow together or something? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I didn't, I hadn't painted anything in a while mm -hmm. and I knew somebody that was putting the show together asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. So I kind of like gathered up all the stuff that I had done in the, maybe like the past, you know, three or four years. Yeah. And it was, when we put it all on the wall, it was like a hodgepodge of like, it, just did not look like all the same artists but yeah i, I kind of enjoyed that That's though good. because it was i felt that, like all the work was good it was just so all over the all place. over the place and That's uh cool. i enjoyed that it was like I, i'm crazy like, schizophrenic <laughs> just like trying well, to do so much but... and it's common like i actually just found out about this really cool artist his last name is council like just like you would spell council and he his none of like every single one of his paintings was different every single one was different um and really beautiful absolutely beautiful like some it's like really palette knife choppy expressionist then there was um oh gosh like this very delicate beautiful uh drawing of like a portrait like a bust you know and i was like oh my god like and so that's fine you know like i get so when i'm left alone with my head i get so caught up in like oh, is this, like, you know, right and along the line of every, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I, like, sit back and I realize it's all me. It's all just different facets of me. Like, that's fine. You know, my weird, dark little paintings. Yeah. It's all good. I've, I've started doing, I've painted a lot of people that are vomiting. And the reason I'm doing that, I know it sounds so weird, <laughs> but, like, they're these weird little creatures that just keep puking everywhere. And I do it because it's sort of, like, this, like, idea of, like, of purging yourself of the things that you don't want you know what i mean like sure. purging yourself of nerves or purging yourself of stuff so so the show is going to be i've just finally decided what i'm going to call it today it's <laughs> and, all your work the show. yes it's all my work um it's it's 720 records so yes. you know it's in a retail store um and i'm going to be calling it um characteristics of the living and so come see that it's going to be uh july 25th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. is the reception, so I'm buying wine. You can come drink my free wine, but you have to buy something. And it, there's going to be very affordable stuff. The little planters and stuff I'm going to have, they're going to be like 15 bucks. Sure. Do it.
do it. But there's also going to be like an $800 painting there too. So <laughs> people in the market for a beautiful $800 painting, please come out and buy that too. <laughs> I would really appreciate it. I bet you would. So, oh yeah. Oh my God. I would be super happy. So, and, and it's cool because like 720, like all the sales go through there. So they take care of everything and it's really, really nice. Like Jovan, um, who, uh, she runs the vintage store. She, you know, she owns the store with, um, her partner, She's so awesome and the nicest lady ever. So, yeah. I'm I've excited. only been in there once. I don't get to free. I don't frequent Lawrenceville too often. Yeah. It's just not. I'm on the other side of the river. Exactly. That's a weird thing about Pittsburgh. You ever notice that? Like, yeah. if you have to cross a bridge to go somewhere, people don't want to. I have no go problem over. with I it. I mean, I don't yeah. either. But yeah. it's. It's true that people get it up in their heads. They're like, oh, it's going to be great. So, and actually, I would say that one of the things that, like, kind of stifles some of the creative stuff around here is that, is the geography. Because people are like, oh, i got to go to a show all the way across town and blah, blah. And in New York, it's so much easier. You just get on the subway. It's flat. You just go, you know, Chicago, same thing. Los Angeles, eh, traffic's kind of horrible out there. But, you know, it's just, it's so much more accessible, you know, so... But Pittsburgh is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound like I'm disparaging Pittsburgh. I'm definitely <laughs> not. I love Pittsburgh to death. I just, I think that, I think Pittsburgh has an amazing amount of potential. And I think what's happening right now in the city is something that people are, are, are really starting to get, they're starting to see how amazing this place is. The thing I am terrified of, I just read an article in the Wall Street Journal about um, there's no luxury housing in Pittsburgh. And they, there's this lady, this lady, I swear to God, is quoted in the Wall Street Journal as saying, you know, I would just pay anything for like a three bedroom condo. And I was like, oh no, like, I don't want it to get like really, um, I, I don't want it to go like the way of like, you know, DC, you know, like immediately outside yeah. of DC, like Alexandria, Arlington, all of that. I really don't want it to get like super like schmancified and, you know. Like, I love how, I fell in love with Pittsburgh with, cause it has all these funky, awkward angles, you know, like the buildings tilt just a little bit. Uh -huh. Like, you know, the, the skyline is a little crooked. I love it, you know, and I don't want to see everything get really shiny. Like keep the, keep a little bit of grit, you know, like <laughs> keep it weird. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I just went on a whole tangent there. No, that's cool. That's <laughs> fine. I think we so. can probably wrap up short, shortly. That sounds good. Um, Anything else that you wanna well, make I want, sure that we, we say? Well, I wanna plug all my stuff. Even though I know you're gonna do your intro and outro, I still have to. No, make you sure can do it'll it. be less for me to do. Exactly. So uh, my project is called the AP Collection. It is conversations with creative people and awesome storytellers. I've check just, it out. Check it out. APcollector.net. Yeah. Uh, it's also on iTunes. Yeah. iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at AP Collector. And then if you want, if you really want to follow my personal Twitter, which is a little bit weirder, it's uh, at Quixotic Trend. And I'm also on Instagram at the AP Collection. Yeah. And, <laughs> and thank you for having me over and talking. This Thanks for great. coming. This is all your fault. Yay. Oh, I love that. <laughs> You're welcome, I think. Uh, yeah, this is really good. I, did I do okay? Yeah. I just kind of... No, this was good. Head. Okay, cool. Sweet. Thank yeah, you. This was a solid. <laughs> Stop it. Bye. And that's all, folks. I hope you all enjoyed the conversation, and if you made it this far, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to stop by the APcollector.net and make sure you're, you know, you have your schedule planned for this Friday, July 25th, to go see Genevieve's art show down at 720 Music. 
It's gonna be awesome. I'll be there. We can hang out. It should be cool. And uh, as always, well, <laughs> I say that, but last week I didn't put up an episode, but next week I should have an episode up. So as always, stop back next week for a new episode. And yeah, whatever. I am Sykes. Start the Beat Podcast 2014. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.